Yo, yo. Listen to this, bro. Listen to this. This is one of your friends. This is one of your friends. Listen. So I've been banging the table as loudly as possible saying, look, there are no certainties in this world, but this is the highest probability opportunity I've ever seen and the biggest magnitude of any opportunity I've ever seen in my entire career or I've ever heard about. So that's the scale. And that's why I am crazy interested in this. Ethereum to me remains the best bet in the world from a risk adju adjusted standpoint. It may not do the most in price of all, but for a major asset, my guess is it gets pretty close to Bitcoin's market cap. So I think it probably in the end somewhere doubles in relative valuation versus Bitcoin. I don't think the market quite expects that, but maybe that kind of short period of the flippening would be the end of the cycle. When you know, Those were live scenes from the uh, old age home that shall be visited. Clever man, clever man. Right, right, listen. Listen to what home. <laughs> and that's why I am crazy interested in this. Ethereum to me remains the best bet in the world from a risk adjusted standpoint. It may not do the most in price of all, but for a major asset, my guess is it gets pretty close to Bitcoin's market cap. So I think it probably in the end somewhere doubles in relative valuation versus Bitcoin. I don't think the market quite expects that, but maybe that kind of short period of the flippening would be the end of the cycle. When you know everybody punches the air, all the you know the Bitcoin guys get pissed off because you know Ethereum's outformed, and then we we get a larger correction. In his latest, wow, 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 wow. What do you think of that? Wow. Um, well, looking at the the BTC to Ethereum pair, you know, maybe we'll go through that shortly. I think that can be it is possible, and I've sort of managed to map it out on how it could happen. Um, but we got so much money to enter the market now. We're looking at possibly $6 trillion to enter the crypto market space. Um, I don't think Bitcoin can take all. I don't think Bitcoin is going to be the main runner of majority of it. So uh, it makes sense that ETH really picks up its game and just, you know, gets much closer to Bitcoin's dominance, definitely. Wow. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today, whether ETH can out, uh, uh, outrun Bitcoin. Uh, and if, uh, if ETH does run out, out, outrun Bitcoin, obviously an old season's coming. A bigger alt season's coming because obviously, if uh, ETH outruns Bitcoin, all the money is going to be going into alt. So we're going to talk about if that happens, which altcoins you want to be in, and if that does happen, we're going to be bringing trillions into altcoins. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go.
That is crypto banter, and that is FOMO for anyone who crypto wasn't that for you. Yeah. I must say, I might be a little bit more quiet on the stream, and that is because I am so hungover, bro. My throat is sore. <laughs> I was at the Binance party. You feel like night. me yesterday. I had to get a little bit of rest. I was dying sure. yesterday. <laughs> I think I may have, uh, I may have, uh, you know, they say that they, uh, you burn the candle from both ends. I think I may have broken the fucking candle. Um, <laughs> I went last night, I went to the Luna Terra party, which was insane it was insane i mean it was insane from a, a quality of people point of view the projects that are building there and then i went to the binance party but what i found interesting was that the binance people were actually at the luna party you see mm. binance mm. fishing for luna projects oh. binance fishing <laughs> come to other party Mm. <laughs> Come to look on much honor, much honor, much honor. Yeah, but I must say, I must say, I must say. I see people saying, Shaldina, you look better today. So, what you say? I look like I shit. feel better. Red I feel candle better. run. You see, I, yeah, I feel like red candle today. I'm red candle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, what happened was Freddie phoned me. Uh, well, not here, it's 9 30. So, we're supposed to go live at 9, and at 8 35, Fred actually phoned into my hotel room so he didn't actually phone my phone because my phone's on silent and he woke me up i was like what's the time and look like, he's like it's half past eight we're supposed to all be like speaking about the show i was like fuck half past eight already <laughs> <laughs> don't worry well, how's it husband buddy it's been amazing here i think it's yeah really, i mean i must say i'm going cities. to it's... it's an amazing amazing city the people the people the community amazing, here yeah. the people here are insane the food the food I've been eating and eating and eating. I've been eating and eating and eating. Uh, zero taxes. Zero fucking taxes. So all the cool crypto people are just moving to Lisbon. Everyone you speak to, oh, I think I'm moving to Lisbon. Why? Zero taxes on crypto. Um, yeah, so Lisbon has been absolutely insane. The conference has been absolutely insane. We're going to release a video of the conference either tomorrow or Friday. We'll release a full video of the conference for you guys. Full one hour what happened in the conference. Um, also interviewing a lot of projects from the conference, etc. So I think that's going to be very, 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 very cool. Um, also today, what I'm going to be doing, I've been thinking about this for a long time, a long, long, long time. One of my portfolios went from $30,000 to $40 million. So it went from 35000 <laughs> It was about $36,000. And it's, it, I looked at it last night and it was sitting at like $35 million. No. What portfolio yeah, is that? Please share it's a $36 million portfolio. portfolio. Wow. Now, the thing is, on the one hand, I've wanted to tell the community about this portfolio for a long time. Uh, on the other hand, not. So, like, on that one hand, I'm thinking, I have one portfolio. In that portfolio, I had 35 grand. That 35 grand is now 30. I, I'll check today because I only checked it last night. It was at $36.5 million. How about um, how long? Uh, a couple of years, like two years or three years. Oh, but that's um, insane. Yeah. So that's that was so that portfolio is. At, I'm, I'll check it today. I think it's probably higher. Probably at like forty million dollars. Um, and I've been <laughs> contemplating for a long time whether I want to actually show that portfolio to the community. And the reason why I've been contemplating is because on the one hand, if I say that they're all going to think Run has forty million dollars, and if they think Run has forty million dollars, then they may think that I'm a, a rich. Uh, asshole kind of thing number one and 
you know, number two, they may actually try and find my portfolio if I give the addresses or if I show the addresses and then they might try and hack me because now they know there's a bounty of $40 million. But on the other hand, when I looked at that portfolio yesterday, I realized that the only, there was only one reason why that portfolio grew so fast. And so okay. the, the thing is, I, I feel if I share that investment strategy with the community and you only have to do one thing, then I think anyone can make 35,000 into or 30,000 into 40 million. So after like thinking about it long and hard, what I, what I thought is I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it not because I want to show you guys how much money I made, but because I want to show you guys how you can also make that much money. And if I just tell you about it hypothetically, you're not going to believe me. That's the problem. You're not going to believe me. So can you hear me? Yeah, all good. Uh, Jimmy, I think that's Sheldon's Wi-Fi. Am I love? Am I love? Am I love? We're fine. Okay, good. All right. So let's, let's spend some time this show on the charts. Uh, let's spend some time on the sentiment and then later on I'll do the other show. Amazing. Amazing. Dude, that's insane. That's why we have to love crypto, right? Where else is that possible? It's okay to be rich in two years. You know what I mean? And, and look what you can actually do by getting yourself in this market and being dedicated. It rewards you. No one can say this market doesn't reward you if you give it the time and you actually give it the efforts. It pays you. Yeah, it pays you well. It, well, yes. It, again, like, I really don't like talking about how much money I've made because you know, I, I don't want the community to start thinking, you know, he's got so much money. What, you know, what, like, this is not. No, but, you, but, but, but you've worked your ass off for your money, Ran. Like, you know what I mean? To take a hat off as well. You, you lead leading well, by example. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's inspiring to see what's possible. And, and that's, 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 that's why I want to show it to the guys. That's why I want to show it to the guys. Because I, I realized the only way to make people understand what I'm about to tell them on the later show is to actually see it in real life. And no holds barred. I'm going to show you guys the SAFs. I'll, I'll show you guys signed SAFs so that you can see. This is the signed SAF where I bought the actual token. This is the price that I paid for the token. This is how I got my token. This is how I yield farmed. This is how I made it. It's the easiest strategy in the world. Anyone can do it. It's the easiest fucking strategy in the world. But you've got to follow one single bit of advice. That's it. One single bit of advice. That's going to happen at 10 a.m. EST. Now, for the Europeans, just remember, 10 a.m. EST is not different. So the American, Americans move their clock. So it's probably going to be one hour later for you in, everywhere else in the world. Uh, and then from when we, when we get back to Cape Town, we'll go back to, we'll start the shows at 9 a.m. EST. But today the show will be at 10 a.m. EST. Okay, amazing. Um, okay, great. Uh, firstly, well done. Jeez, that's insane. I'm going to be watching that show. Um, <clears throat> how is our freer and greed looking? So yesterday we sort of put a roadmap, okay, on... You know, leverage is high. Bitcoin just broke all-time high. Okay, a little pullback. Wow. Nearly so a little pullback in a fear and greed, which was interesting. I think that's because altcoins took a bit of a pullback, even though this is the Bitcoin fear and greed index. Then the other indicator that, of course, I looked at was this one, and it's not looking good. I mean, this is like a leverage is... Yeah, but, but I think the reason why that little fear and greed, we're having a small drop, I just don't feel the high is in yet. So I mm. think that, that, that it's still sticking to the same plan we've been talking about in the week. You know, a little bit higher from Bitcoin and then a shakeout to come. And that's obviously where we're going to take advantage of it. Um, 
So if we jump back to the chart chart quick, you know, same thing with Bitcoin. I'm still seeing just the area of 70 to the 74K region and then a small pullback. Um, and, you know, looking at that now and jumping straight back into our normal daily routine of just looking at dominance, uh, you know, possibly dominance. I do think it can go a little bit higher, as you can see where I've marked it. Um, but that was a good reversal candle yesterday. And, you know, it looks like it's sort of running a bit sideways. It's sort of running in favor of, of the full market at the moment. And that's why we are going to have some sort of jumps. And I saw Litecoin absolutely exploded yesterday. I see Bitcoin Cash starting to explode. I'm seeing now that the damn history is repeating itself again where it moves. You know, what did we have in the last week? We had a Bitcoin all-time high breakout. We had a Ethereum all-time high breakout. And now we have major alts starting to wake up. And then we know from that moves into alco, um, micro alts, and then we have an absolute explosion. So, uh, guys, it is such a privilege to be sitting and sort of having a map on where we are. You know, imagine getting up every day and not knowing any of these things. It's very important to know the cycle and where we're actually looking at uh, and where we're sitting. So, you know, I, I have also one or two, um, a few alt calls today because what I'm looking at is Bitcoin to still have another 10 to 15% to the upward side and then a decent correction. And the fact that we're having the fear and greed index, you know, starting to pull back at times. And it's just showing us that yesterday we had a 12 to 15% pullback in fear and greed. Now, I feel the high is not just in, uh, not in just yet. And, you know, we had volume coming in, you know, on that little push up. And, you know, when volume starts to come in, we usually have a backing of volume as what happened previously over here. And I am expecting, you know, there's not a lot of selling pressure to that big pump that we've had. And I am expecting another good candle to the upward side, which means now dominance is running flat, right? So it means the alts are going to run with Bitcoin. Bitcoin does another 10, 15%. So can the alts. And then sure, we're you know, obviously going to look at a nice little go for it, brother. Let's try something. Let's try something. Let's go to the fear and greed index. Let's, mm -hmm. look, at, let's look at what happened. Let, let's play a game called what happened last time. Okay. Okay, okay. I love so it. The game is called it. What Happened Last Time. So how this game works is we go and we say, what happened the last time the Fear and Greed Index was this high? So let's start over here, which is the, 6th, the 15th of June, 2019. 15th of June, 2019. 2019. Okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I kind of like this game happened last time. I, I think that's a great trading game. 15th of June. 2019. There we go. Oh, pump. Big pump. <laughs> okay, so wait. So the 15th of June, 2019. Yep. Let's go back. So the Fear and Green Index went to 90. Hold on. Can't, well, let me click. Okay, went to 87. And that was on the 21st, right? That must have been on the 21st. No, wait. Sorry. It's, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 17th of June the fear and greed index was at 75. Yeah. It yeah, shot yeah. up to 84. No, wait, 80, yeah, 84. On the 25th. It should be on the 25th. Yes. 26, on the, somewhere on in the that 27th. region. Then. On the 27th. And then it right. came down all the way down by the 8th of August. So what happened in that cycle? Let's have a look. So when you started off there on the 15th, no, so one thing I have noticed is the big pumps have always come when the fear and greed X is over 75. Okay. So that was when the real movement actually started. And when, when you saw we obviously get to the really high points of the late 80s to the early 90s, that is, you know, off of history every single time we've had a pullback. 
you know, what, when was your off. top? When was your blow off top? When was the top? It was the 26. Okay, so the fear and greed index, look at this. The fear and greed index was at a top on the 27th. Yeah, well, it's exactly there. You can see it clear. Guys, it's not complicated. <laughs> you just got a ride off of emotion. It's, 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 so that shows that. Let, let's look at the where next was one. The market, when, when was the where next was time the market we were up? On, where was the market on the 22nd of August? The same 2019? Yeah. 22nd of August. 22nd of we August. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'd gone so down how much? We, we, we were 30%. It's basically, well, it's percentage wise, 27%. Makes sense. 27% down. Talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. 27% down would take, took the fear and greed index, look at this, to five. Wow. All the way down to five. Sorry, this chart's wow. very hard to interact with. Also, I'm hungover. And, so and, the combination and, of the two is not, not a very pretty combination. So it went down on the 22nd of August. Let's go again. Let's go to, okay, fear and greed index in May. Uh, no, sorry, 15th of August, 2020. 18th of August, 2020. 18th of August. Okay. Let's have a look here. Here we go. So it is basically at this top peak over here. Okay. And then, then what did we have? Right? Yeah, let's have a look here from there. Mini Mini correction. 20%. 20%. It makes 20%. sense. Leverage and, high. And this ha happened over how long? Because the fear and green index for me was, let's go from the 20th of August, and then the bottom was on the 10th of September. So two weeks. Yes. Correct. That was the bottom. Okay. Next. Then it went up again. It took it about a month to get back up again to call it the 5th of November. Okay. Over in this region over here, it did go on a little bit more. As you can see, it did like a, a, a sort of flat top where it stayed there for a while. And then we had another small correction. So if we have a look over here, we had another 20%. Same thing. Okay. And then, Great. and then, and then, and then, this is the one that's the most interesting for me. Go from the, here, I want to show the guys. Hold on. I actually want the, the guys to see this. Uh, let's go from the 9th of November. The reason why I want to go from the 9th of November. 9th of November until the, the 10th, 10th of January. So 9th of November 2020 to 10th of January 2021. This is interesting because this is the one time where the fear and greed index stayed high for a long time, like a month. A month of high fear and greed. So that's when Bitcoin went from $15,000 to $40,000 straight. Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. So what is quite interesting, do you see how the big movements come over 70%? It's actually quite crazy. You know what I mean? When we start getting into that over 70%, majority of the pumps are happening. Yes. So it so, so. So is... Now let's look at where we are. Let's take a look at where we are. And, and, where, and where was the last time? It must have been May, uh, April this year. Okay. May, so it's okay. It's... Uh, not, not May. Yeah, it must be in end of March, April, beginning of April. Okay, wait, wait. Let where me tell that? you. Where? Okay, hold on. It's very hard to use this chart, especially when you hang over. Got a little bit right. When you hang over, this chart's impossible to use. Um, 
Look, you see, it doesn't let you. Doesn't let yeah, you it should down. be. I can, I, can, I can see it there, though, more or less where we're sitting on, on those tops. So through Feb to March is when we're getting to the absolute tops again. So anytime we're getting to the 90K region, so, you know, then we know, or 90% region, that's when we know, you know, the shakeouts, the bigger shakeouts come very often. Uh, and as long as we stay in the early 80s, you know, we, are, we can have shorter pullbacks, but the 90% is the real one. That's the real mm -hmm. one where we know that the bigger corrections are coming, and that's just purely off history. It's, it's very simple. So the fact that we went from 85 yesterday or 80-something back to 70 or 75 means we still got another little push to get it closer to that 90. Nice, quick, little, decent shakeout, and then the continuation. Now, now what I want to try, I want to try something else. So let's look at these periods. Let's look at the period of 21st of June 2019. Let's go to 21st of June. Oh, we don't have that information, do we? We don't. Okay, let's try and look at the, the more later greed. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's look at the fear and greed index on in December 5th, 2020. So December 5th, 2020, where was the leverage? Leverage wasn't that bad. Actually, the leverage was much higher before, and it came down a lot. And that happened between 23rd and 27th November. And here, between 23rd and 27th November, let me just make sure I've got the right years. Uh, 23rd and 27th November 2020. It's quite 20 crazy, eh? Like, we don't have to complicate it. <laughs> it's emotions, yeah, so. it's leverage. It's quite simple. Let's see what happened to leverage on the... Round about the 20th of January. Let's see, let's see what happened to leverage. So let's say 20th of January. So that's January 7th. I can see that little dip. Here we go. The, lever the leverage came down. Bang. Okay, now let's go to see where the... Let's go see where else where they've been. So let's look at... Mm. 2021, 2021, 19th of, of 2021, 19th of Jan. Oh, so, uh, sorry, yeah. So that's when it came down. So it's, it's, I mean, it's all cycles around fear and greed. More greedy, more leverage, more correction. Less greedy, mm -hmm. less leverage, less correction. So how do you simplify? As we start getting to the regions of 80 to 90%, always make sure you're freeing up some cash for the next up. You know what I mean? It's just a lovely strategy on you to know when to update your cash meter and when to be, you know what I mean? Just being uh, understanding of specials are coming. Yes. And, and that's that simple. That's simple of yourself. So, so like I was saying with Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin, 70, 74K region, and then a nice little shakeout. And I do see the shakeout coming not too low. We want to keep momentum. So the shakeouts I see coming back to the region of 62 to the 65K sort of region. So I'm sort of looking at something. I know we can come here at any point. This temporary top right now is not for definite, it's not, not 100%. We can come to this point at any stage. And this drop, doesn't matter if we are here first and then the drop there and the continuation, this is the drop that I'm seeing that's going to be bringing that leverage back down, you know, just reflushing the market and then continuing. Guys, we have so much interest hitting the market right now. So many new signups coming into the market. So many new people are getting now into the space. Um, so where we look at fundamentally and big picture view, you know, this is only just getting started. And we've been through the basic concept of, because there is tons and tons and tons of money to enter the market. You know, we're looking at still from where we're sitting now between four to $6 trillion entering into the market. Now, I don't see that 
entering fully in Bitcoin. I see Bitcoin being a max of $3 trillion, you know, call it 30% of that. And that is where I'm seeing the ultimate drop in dominance throughout the cycle is us dropping to the bigger view of 29 to 30%. So this big drop is when I see the absolute blow off top. And you remember that when we saw what happened previously, I still think, you know, they have a winning recipe. People keep saying to, why would they do it the same? It's too simple. It's too easy, guys, because it's worked. For the last two ultis, and it has worked many times. There's still so many uneducated people in the space, and they are getting in brand new, and it's the same people that's entered in 2014 or in 2017. It's the same method, same strategy, and it has worked every single time. So the fact that it's copying it right now and it's following the same sort of structure, people keep saying, you know, why, why, why would it do the exact same? Because it's a damn winning recipe, and either way, it works off emotion, and it um, it's a whale's game and it's easy for them. So, so why change a winning recipe? So what I'm looking at now is what's the possibilities of ETH flipping Bitcoin? Or what's the possibility? Because I believe Bitcoin can have a really strong rally and it can bring a lot of money into the market, but it can't bring six to $8 trillion into the market. I can see it bring another 2 trillion or another 1.5 trillion that needs help from the actual alts. Now I'm still looking at the target of Bitcoin on the next leg. Do it now. You know, I do maybe have a little bit of a feeling that, yes, we've repeated history, but you know, possibly Q1 can also still be a part of this bull cycle. It could be Q4 and Q1 of next year. So we could, could have maybe a little bit of an extended just because we've never had so much hype. We've never had so much money in the market, never had so much excitement in the actual market. So there is a possibility for that. Now, I'm still looking at Bitcoin getting between 160 to the 200K mark. You know, looking at that on where we're sitting right now, you know, you're looking at 100 to a 200%, so 2x max in that region, okay? What would that bring? That would bring another $1.5 trillion into the market. Where's the other 4.5 going to come? Now, we start looking at Big Daddy ETH. ETH, you know, I've never, yes, I've loved it at times. And that's only reason is because it's done well for me at charts. It's easier for, for me, it's one of the safer assets on how I know how to actually trade it and to run it. And yet that actually sucks. You know what I mean? The gas fees are so high. Like they really need to make things a lot easier. Like when it comes to big adoption wise, it's not fantastic, but you know, it is a big thing for institutions that's trusted. And the fact that it's trusted, you know, I still believe ETH is going to be used for the big guys Tentino. and the other ones are going to be used for the smaller guys. Yes. Remember that markets are actually forward looking vehicles. So markets are actually not, not, we make the mistake of thinking that markets are looking at today. But markets are actually the most forward-looking vehicles in the world because what a market represents is what the people believe about the future of an asset. Remember that in like six months, ETH 2.0 is going to launch. And when ETH 2.0 launches, I don't think it's going to be as efficient and as cheap as Solana. But the gas fees are going to be a thing of the, a thing of the past. The slow transactions are going to be a thing of the past. Right. So what the market is saying to you is it's saying, look, we believe that ETH is still is going to solve its problems pretty soon. And based on that, we're willing to give it a huge valuation. And the closer we get to the launch date and there are no longer um, red flags around ETH's, um, ETH 2.0. So as the, the, developers, the developers keep posting updates and we see that we're getting closer and closer and we do more and more of the required upgrades or forks to the system to actually get ETH 2.0 running. 
then you can expect the market to eliminate the risk premium that they're putting onto ETH. And then ETH will automatically go up. Mm, mm, mm. I get you. Okay. So, so, so uh, what are you saying, right? There's still a, a little bit of hope for ETH. Do you think ETH can flip Bitcoin? Yes. Even if it's just for a little bit, yeah. I don't think long term no, 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 it will no. stay stay no, same. But I think, I think ETH flips Bitcoin, end of story. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. The only okay. reason why now, today ETH hasn't flipped Bitcoin is because ETH doesn't work. It, yes. You can agree yes, with me that yes. today ETH is broken. I mean, you know, we think, we think this. Let's just quickly understand, like, put, give perspective to the viewers, okay? So we think that the reason why ETH doesn't work is because we fucking can't mint NFTs and because uh, we can't do a trade. That's why we think ETH doesn't work, right? Every time you want to mint an NFT, $500. Every time you want to do a trade, $250. So we think, shit, ETH must be broken. But imagine being a developer and imagine that you have to build something and you haven't yet raised money. So you got to keep every time you want to interact with the ETH blockchain to test something, to upload something, to do something, you have to pay the gas fees. So if you're testing or doing something 50 times a day, you're spending $10,000 a day on gas fees. If you want to test something or do something. That is why people aren't going to build on ETH. They're going to build, if you're a developer and you haven't yet raised money and you, you, you're sitting in your basement or you're sitting on your full-time job and you're trying to build something amazing in blockchain or a proof of concept so you can go out and raise money, you can't do it on Ethereum because you, you just can't keep funding the gas fees. You can't keep funding the gas fees. But when they solve ETH 2.0, Hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, and so far I must say, other than time delays, everything is going according to plan. So yes, they do have time delays every single time. But that doesn't matter because ultimately they get things done. Right? And yes, I actually yes, I'll give yes. you an I'll, I'll give you an analogy. It's I think it's my best analogy in the world when you're dealing with networks like Cardano, like Ethereum, and you complain, you complain to the to the um uh, developers or the team, you always say, you know, you said you would launch in March, but you're not launching in March. So mm -hmm. the story goes as follows. There's, there's a Japanese, it's a Japanese story. And it says, you know, there were two people who went to solve a problem. One went to solve the problem in the city and one went to solve the problem in the forest. Now in the city, there's roads, there's infrastructure, there's road signs. Everybody's traveled all those roads before. So everybody knows how to go. And so the guy that goes to the city goes and solves it in a way that we know how to solve. The problem with blockchain is that these guys are going into the forest. No one's ever been there. No one's ever tried this. So it's almost like they're going there and they're cutting down the trees. Every time they solve a problem, they're cutting down one tree. Yeah. And so when yeah, you tell yeah, a guy yeah. that's in a forest and you say to him, well, how long will it take you to solve the problem? The guy's going, hold on a second. I don't even know where I am. I've never, no one's ever been here. There's no roadmap. No one's ever seen this shit before. And so they just keep cutting down the trees until eventually they create roads. And you never know how long that's going to take. So, yes, the East team has been delayed, but they are pioneering new things. They are breaking new ground. And it looks like every time they do this, it's going to happen. Hmm. It's just and I, think, and I think institutions trust them. I'm not sure about you. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a lot of trust in ETH. And they've got a lot of issues, but I think there's a lot of trust. Um, definitely. 
so what I'm looking at within, with, with ETH then is, you know, when we get, what's quite exciting is when ETH gets to the region of 8000 to $8,500, ETH will hit a $1 trillion market cap which is going to be a big milestone for, for, for ETH itself. And that's when I really see it because what sort of makes good sense about that is we've started to notice whenever we get into the second part of these big channels is when the real acceleration starts to move. So it always has a slow ground to the top. And when we get to the top is when we really start the euphoria and the starting, you know, the, 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 the quicker, much quicker momentum movement. And that's showing me exactly on the $1 trillion mark. So I think a lot of hype is going to start coming in when ETH starts getting to those key levels. And now taking that and starting to look at it, you know, to Bitcoin, you know, what has to happen now for, for ETH at some point to get this? Because I do feel there's a massive opportunity, you know, and it's showing me that this was the previous all-time high. And we got to get to the region of, let's just see, yeah, 0.2 of ETH to a Bitcoin, you know, that will be where ETH can literally have the flipping point of, of, um, of Bitcoin. Now that means another trillion dollars to $1.5 trillion to enter Bitcoin, right? We're going to need in the region of one, let's just have a look here. Uh, let's go to dominance. Here we go. So I'm going to need ETH dominance to get to the region of 32 to 35% and the region of Bitcoin obviously get, making its way down to the 30% mark. So when we look at that to so the total market caps, you know, we start, we're starting to paint the picture now where Bitcoin cannot bring in all this money and there is a possibility of ETH actually doing that. And I'm seeing on the big roadmap of ETH, I'm seeing ETH make its way in the region that could be higher. And, you know, looking at Raul Paul and what he's looking at, you know, he's seeing a th maybe a 30K. You say 30K, right? Okay. 30K Bitcoin, okay, Ethereum price as well. And that's what we actually need for ETH2 to actually take over. Because what we're looking at from that is if ETH does make its way to that region over there, you know, we're looking at a 300 to 400% growth in ETH. And I'm seeing, I'm not seeing this leg of Bitcoin going too much higher than 200K. No, so you're looking at uh, 200 or let's call it 150% on Bitcoin and you're looking at a 400% on ETH. And the ETH to BTC chart is showing me that it is possible because we've had the biggest cup and handle weekly thing on ETH and this has been prepping for a long time. And when we get through this stage over here, strong influx, really strong push to the upward side. So you know, everything's showing me that ETH dominance is going to have an absolute killer. And I think... Rob Paul's right. I think the end of this cycle, not to say it's the complete bull cycle, but the end of this strong leg will be ETH really making its way and possibly just moving past Bitcoin in the interim. So, so it's quite exciting that we are DGENs and we in the alts because King Daddy ETH of alts it really has massive potential to bring in a ton of money into the actual market. And you remember, when we get to these high points, not only, remember, Bitcoin's been the one that's brought in all the money. And then from that, it gets diversified into the alts. Now you have Bitcoin and ETH, which are two big dogs, two times the money, two times more explosion from the correct alts. And, you know, now all of a sudden we look at a much bigger ball game than what we've had previously. Now, what I looked at yesterday as well is now we're really starting to get a major alt movement as well. I've been starting to jump back to the BTC pairs just to go and start having a look again. And yesterday we had a small little candle to the BTC pair on, on Litecoin. But, you know, you look at that on the weekly and now we're really starting to get some big momentum from the major alts. 
guys, Litecoin, you know, we've been speaking about this for a long time. And I know Rand's going to say, old age home, old age home. You know, I, I get that. But the main thing is we're still falling straight back into the normal routines and the winning recipe that the market has. And, you know, a Litecoin push to these regions over here. So even to this trend over here, you know, it's a 35% growth on Bitcoin. But, you know, we're seeing Litecoin also, and Burb has been speaking about it a lot. Fantastic. I definitely say, you know, follow Burb on that on these regions as well, because, you know, $1,000 to $1,500 Litecoin, it's starting to make sense. And, you know, now we, we understand that now major alts are waking up. And it may be some of the older major alts, but we are still forming the same sort of cycle. We're still, still following the same routine. And the one that's really great for me, you know, looking at the weekly from where the stochastic is, you know, this is at the bottom. We know where, um, whenever we have been getting in on bottoms, uh, especially on much higher time frames, how accurate it can be. You know, Bitcoin Cash is just showing me absolute crazy growth to Bitcoin. To the actual bitcoin pair so the main thing is these charts are showing us that holy crap these alts are gonna rip you know when bitcoin it is gonna steal the limelight whenever we break all-time highs and we start to get to these levels but wow is there a lot of growth that's got to come through from the alts so there's a lot of work the alts need to do to get that market cap the total market cap to 10 trillion dollars but bitcoin can't do it all you know what I mean? and if we look at this you know 50 percent growth over here for small little first term target we then have 170 percent but then i start to zoom out and you're like wow look at this you know what i mean we've literally been on a downwards um what do you call a channel for the last three years or the last two years you know how big is this alt explosion actually going to be and the fact that we have broken we actually did break trend and now we've tested beautifully and we have a beautiful double bottom it's just showing us the power of how strong these alts are going to rip now, we keep saying, when is alt season? When are these things? When is it? Guys, alt season's already started. Remember, alt season, a true alt season is only like three weeks. You know what I mean? These alts are moving slow. You know, you know what happened last year? From October, the alts went slowly all the way to March. And then all of a sudden, they really shut up. But guys, in that time, in that six months, they literally all did 400, 500%. And then we had a really strong lift up. So alt season started. It's already started. Why? Because two months ago, ETH was $1,600. It's now $4,800. You want to tell me alt season's not here? It's going. And that blow off top and that quick, quick, quick movement is only over three weeks. So we are in at the moment. And now I love to see that the major alts are waking up. And it just reminded me again of jumping back and looking at these coins to the Bitcoin pairs on how much growth actually is there. And Bitcoin can't do it. Bitcoin's there and it will always be the value, you know what I mean, a true, true store of value, but it does not have the potential to bring in the money that's needed for the actual market. So it's very exciting on what we're looking at. Now, for me, for now, short term or over the next week, I am seeing, you know, Bitcoin's not high enough for me yet. And I love that the, the fear and greed is back in that, that that's a decision as well, as it's just pulling back quite a bit. And we know when that fear and greed gets to the 85% to the 90% stage, Get that cash from meter up because there's specials coming. Be excited and, and make sure you're obviously looking for the right one. So, but Bitcoin, in my opinion, still has 10, 15% growth up to the upward side first before a, a decent sort of shakeout. So for that in my head, dominance is still in favor of the altcoins. If we do have a, some sort of pullback, you know, it, it is going to work. But getting into some alts now still makes sense, especially for the Q4 entries, because the Litecoin pump is just the perfect example that all of a sudden you can get a 40% candle in one day, and that's your entry. That's literally your entry for the whole bull cycle. You've got something now. You can sit back, and you can literally let that bad boy ride. Now, 
ones that are looking good for me and ones that I still want to be adding in. My first one that looks great is Matic. You know, we've been speaking about Matic and it went for a nice little run. And now it's really looking poised for another good run. Bitcoin's still got 10, 15% to go. Dominance has not reversed. It's not in Bitcoin's favor right now, which means we can have a quick alt catch up first. And, you know, even if there is a shakeout at some point, I still believe that shakeout is going to still be imbalanced for them. And, you know, these entries, I don't think, you know, if we look here now and Bitcoin goes for another 10, 15%, I can easily send Matic up to $2.5, a small shakeout to here, and then the continuation. But you still have your great entry at that point. So Matic is looking really, really good for me. I think it's looking great. I saw Cardano had that big push and I spoke about it yesterday. It's coming down to test the zone. Because if you can get Cardano again now, 2.1 to 2.2, .2, you know, that's great. Beautiful breakout, volume, and I'm seeing $3. You know, and this can be slowly ground until we have the blow off top. But remember, you're getting your entry here and all of a sudden from here, it really starts to move. Then you understand, you know what I mean, um, that alt season actually started a while ago. Now, next one for me, as I spoke about yesterday, and it's beautifully in the zone now, is FTT. This looks great. Slow ground up for the remaining of November, a break, a test, and then a really strong boost through December or January as, as we start to look. So FTT looks great. Algorand, as I spoke about yesterday, beautiful breakout, higher high. We are in Tesla now. These are some Q4 entries for me. Okay, so, but remember, we also know that there's a shakeout event that could possibly happen. So I'm laddering in here. I'm expecting a push up here, get Bitcoin to 70K, 75K, shakeout, continuation. You know what I mean? So, so we at really key levels. Another one, small cap thing, T Fuel. We, it's been growing, growing, growing. We got beautiful entries in here. We went up 30, 40%. Now it's coming down to test. I want to be catching some over here. And then the continuation up in there as well. Qtum. This is looking good for me. This is a beautiful RS flip. We had a lovely cap and handle that played out. And when that usually happens, we break out, we come, we test, and the continuation to the upward side. So with Qtum now, I'm starting to look at a little bit of entries now because I'm still seeing a 10, 50% growth in Bitcoin. Then I'm also aware that a $15 possibly at any point for uh, any shakeout that happens. The only thing is because dominance is not favoring one thing right now, this thing can get ahead very quick. And if I don't start laddering on some positions now, these alts might really go quick. And then it's going to be tough for me to fight. And then I'm starting to chase the pump and I'm starting to get into the bad habits and the old habits again. So Qtum is another big one for me as well. And last one which I think we're now getting, it really started to catch, beautiful RS flip at the moment, is R-Weave. So if you started missing um, entries on R-Weave, this is where I'll start laddering in a bit. I remember that I'm still sticking to about 25. You know, I'm still having some cash for any other further little shakeouts. And if at any point it does go to 65, I don't think it will. You know, that's a definite more add-up, top-up zone for me. I know Bitcoin's still got 10, 15% first though. Could this send it first over there? And then we only have the shakeout. Remember where we're still catching it. So if I see it there and it's there, you know, I can't miss the bargain. I, I, I enter in the bargain and I always have a preparation in case there's a little bit more of a special to come. But, you know, our weave was in the region of $90 last week and now we're at $74. Um, $74. You know, guys, that, that's a good 20, 25% special. It's a good coin. And remember, we're seeing our weave make its way to $250 on the next strong leg to the upward side. So, so those are the ones that are looking good for now. The same ones that I'll be getting out through the week as well. All my entries, remember they are on CoinPanel. Uh, so there was one uh, thing where, where it wasn't updating on my Ethereum charts and stuff. So I, I will make sure that is sorted. Um, but these are all looking good. 
I see a little bit more upward side from Bitcoin than the shakeout. But I think alts are going to catch up a bit now. Dominance is not showing me it's reversed. That's mm. me, buddy. All righty. Amazing, 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 amazing. So uh, let's do some admin. Number one, number one, number one. Um, remember that if... Actually, no, let's, go, let's talk about this first. Parallel Finance. Remember we told you about Parallel Finance? Uh, that is the platform that we think if you're holding DOT, you can uh, go and support uh, Parallel Finance. Let me just quickly go back here and just remind you guys. So what Parallel Finance allows you to do is it allows you to stake or loan your DOT to these projects so that they can win the crowd loan. And when if they do win the, uh, the, the, the crowd, uh, sorry, if they do win the auction, then you get... Uh, tokens in these projects, but you also lock up your DOT tokens for two years. But what Parallel Finance allows you to do is not only does it allow you to invest behind these projects, but it also then allows you to borrow against your DOT so that you're not locked up for two years. So if you're going to be staking around the DOT, if you're going to be staking around the DOT ecosystem, this is the place to do it. It's at Parallel Finance. There is a description link below. If you use the description link, you get a 5% bonus, we get a 5% bonus. It's not a very special deal, it's on the website. We have already helped these guys raise over 1.8 million dot. So they raised over 1.8 million dot uh, on Parallel Finance. We are backing Parallel Finance. Akala has raised 10.95 million dot. What this means is that there are 10, there are 17 million, there's about 20 million dot that are now locked up and locked up for the next two years and now out of circulation. And that is the beauty behind the dot platforms. That's the first thing that I wanted to show you. Next thing that I wanted to show you, remember unstoppable domains. This is a domain provider, which allows you to buy your domain dot your name. So let's, I'll give an example. Let's say I want to do run dot, uh, dot ETH. And now I bet you that someone's got this. Okay. So now, okay. You, you can buy run dot ETH. Um, which is which is unsupported, etc. Which is in this case not working. But you can buy the domains now. If you did buy the domains when we told you to buy the domains, you can claim a free airdrop. So you go and you, there is go and Google how to claim ENS airdrop with one click, and you can claim a free airdrop. Guys, these airdrops are insanely high for buying the domains when we told you to buy the domains. Some people are getting twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars in an airdrop, just because they use the service. There's no tricks here. If you bought the .eth domain, then you are eligible for this airdrop, and the airdrops are extremely high. So go and Google how to get your free money. And if you haven't bought your domain, don't wait until someone gets a domain and then you have to negotiate with that someone. Go to Unstoppable Domains now. Buy your .eth, your .com, your .bitcoin domains. Because in the future of the internet, these domains allow you to accept, um, to accept crypto. So instead of people paying your, your, your account address, they can just, they can just pay run.eth and that money will arrive at you. And that is huge for you and huge for a business. So go to the link below, get your unstoppable domains. Lastly, lastly, lastly for today. Today is the day. Today is a big, 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 big day for anybody who's been watching our show. And especially for the people that won the $100 in uh, Star Launch. Because today is the day.
They say a man never really knows himself. Until he steps outside of what he thinks he knows. From this point forward, we delve into the depths of the unknown. You with us, Commander? So today is wow, the launch of Star Launch. Today is the launch of Star Launch. So, guys, here is the if you did win, um, you here it is 6 a.m. PST, 9 a.m. EST. The Star Launch is going to launch, and that means that if you got tokens, we will be able to see live what those tokens are worth. I believe, I believe, I believe that these tokens are going to be worth 200 times what we paid for them. So I think the people that won $100 or was it $100 or was it $400? It was $100. Tell me it was $100. $100 I, think. I think it was $400. $400, yeah, $400. What? $400, $400. What? That's like $80,000. No, what's that? Yeah. No way. Okay, well, let's see what it's going to launch at 9 a.m. EST. The star launch launches. Um, wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow. Hold on, hold on. Jimmy, hold on. Jimmy, how many of these $400 things did we give away? I can double check, but maybe 50, 50 to 50. Imagine, imagine it goes to 200X and we gave away 50 times $80,000. Imagine we gave away, imagine, imagine we gave away $4 million. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, All right, so we'll see you guys again at 10 a.m. EST. I'm reminding you again that if you're in Europe or anywhere else in the world, remember, that the, the Americans moved their time back, so it's going to be a little bit later for you. 10 a.m. EST, I'm showing you how I turned 30-something million dollars into, sorry, 30-something thousand dollars into 30-something million dollars. Um, and the reason why I'm showing you is because I want you guys to know how I did it so that you guys can do it yourself, and there are a couple of rules. We will see you guys again at 10 a.m. EST. I am going back to bed. Until then, <laughs> trade well, people. I need a bit. I need to go to bed.